are here. It's Board here. Wrestling Fan Radio episode 169. I am Think So Joe along with Mark. Hello. Or is it it's noise. I got to remember it's noise. It's not Mark, it's noise. And JT. Yeah, I have a radio personality. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh G's around here somewhere. I'm sure we'll find him. <laughs> he oh, sat through a bunch oh, of Windows sorry. updates. He said it was lame. Let's see if we could get him on the call. <laughs> it, it's called Windows crashing. Yeah. And Maven fan. Joe, oh, don't tell her. Joe, Come on. Joe. Joe is. Joe is wearing his rise above <laughs> above hate, even though he is not. He doesn't rise above hate. Joe. Are you bullshitting? He's, he, no, he is bullshitting. Yes, I'm wearing an NWO T-shirt. Okay. No, because this morning you were Maven was listening in our conversations even before the show was on. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm just commenting because you know of his his wonderful post earlier about St. Patty's Day. <laughs> you know, that's that's that rising above hate, Joe Cena. It's only my house she spoke then. <laughs> Seriously, oh, like, George is for sexygeorge.com. Yeah. Ser- but seriously, ever since I moved here, like I've noticed it's just like okay, it's St. Patrick's Day, we're all Irish. And then it's like, oh, it's Dingus Day. Now we're all Polish. And then on 4th of July, oh, we're so proud to be American. We don't like any other countries besides America. Like, yeah, okay, sure. And it's it, you know, like growing up in Niagara Falls, it wasn't it wasn't like that. It just like got real prominent once I moved here. I noticed that, and that just started bugging me. You know, my third cousin's roommate's grandmother was Irish. That's why George isn't here. He went to the parade. That bastard. I went to the parade yesterday. <laughs> and drunken and bastard. Actually, I I went to the parade in Miracle Happy Habit. I did not get drunk. Wow. I got I got I got Joe Cena drunk where I had three or four drinks, you know. But Joe Cena, but jo- getting Joe Cena drunk is basically cracking a beer and walking past him with it. So, uh, it's because I don't drink. You're getting there. Wrestling is making you get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I hear it's tolerable when you're drunk. <laughs> I'm at work when I watch it most of the time. So. No, it's <laughs> it would actually tolerable. probably make work tolerable too. It's not that tolerable when you're drunk because I used to get drunk all the time and watch it, and it wasn't, it wasn't tolerable. <laughs> is G here or maybe we just like? Yeah, I was just wondering if we were on the air. Yeah, we're on. The yeah, air. we've been on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Then. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Joe was really bored, according to Facebook, for the last couple days, and he still didn't manage to watch Lucha Underground. How does that work? I watched Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. You said oh, cool. to George, you missed, what was it, NXT you missed? I, I, well, I missed Lucha What happened was Wednesday, I was dealing with everybody else's bullshit. So it was like, okay, now I, you know, I'm just going to watch NXT when I get home, and then if I'm still awake, I'll watch uh, Lucha Underground. And so I watched NXT when I got home, and then this morning I watched Lucha Underground. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I noticed some shit in the uh, the group chat about that. We were talking to uh, our our sadly missed Jorge. 
Who's, I, I guess he's off getting drunk, hey? Pretending to be Irish? Or what's the deal here? <laughs> he said he had prior arrangements, and I don't know what those are, so I assume. <laughs> he made them a year ago, so I think he's facing The Rock at WrestleMania. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, if he's pretending to be Irish, I guess he's kissing Patty's uh, stones right now. It'd be fun if he's pretending to be Irish, given that he has a Latino name. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Irish. <laughs> yep. Potatoes for all. <laughs> when he should be eating corn. Uh, it reminds me of one of the most offensive Irish jokes I know that I won't say. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't like the idea of being killed. Uh, I'm very cool. happy being alive. And, and you're close enough to Ireland where they could <laughs> kill you. <laughs> oh, we've we've had lots of problems with the Irish. Yeah, I'm sure. Add to that. <laughs> well, Americans have had lots of problems with English, so there you go. Americans have problems with everyone. Sure. Racists. Yeah. Damn Canadians. Damn English. Damn Syracusians. No. <laughs> We don't need your civil war, Joe. <laughs> Defeats the rich while he buries the poor. Maybe that's what I should pick for my break song, and we'll sit here for like ten minutes before we have to say anything again. We can swim with dolphins like Axel. <laughs> that was like at the time like the most expensive music video ever made. <laughs> oh no, that was estranged. Yep. Estranged uh, is the video swimming with dolphins. Uh, it's fun. I've been listening to uh, the Jay and Dan podcast. It's guys on Fox One. You guys get down there, and uh, they do they do uh, the segment every week with their sound engineer, and he uh, worked a lot with Guns N' Roses. So he just t- he told some interesting stories about uh, about these strange videos, as well as Axel's inability to show up on set on time. How they like, you know, they'd literally in some instances be waiting like eight to ten hours on set for Axel just to show up so they could film the fucking shit. Oh man, good work ethics that guy must had. Oh well, Axel Rose. How how many years did it take him to do that fucking uh, uh, <laughs> fake Guns N' Roses album he did? After everyone else left the band, uh, the one that you can find it at was the d- fifteen years between the spaghetti incident and Chinese democracy. That's <laughs> that's studio recordings. If you want to tell, technically, there was a nineteen ninety nine live album, and then there was the best of in two thousand three. So, you know, if you uh, if you looked in the right place, you could find Chinese democracy for a dollar a couple of years ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, by the time I found it for a dollar, I had already gotten it for a dollar ninety nine on CD and vinyl. Hey, I play. I bought it two days before it came out, and I paid full price for it on vinyl. And I'm not. I am not upset. So I ordered it. I I ordered it. I was supposed to get it the day it came out, but it never showed up. <laughs> so I just downloaded it illegally and and dealt with that until I saw the CD in the store for like a dollar ninety nine. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey look, they have the vinyl for a dollar ninety nine too. The album never showed up. S- sounds exactly like Axel Rose. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, they'll dedicate this episode to George Rose. <laughs> yeah, because he rarely shows up too. And if he does, he's not on time. All right, well, 
I guess you could just talk a little bit about Iraq because there there was one very excellent shining moment, and there was yeah. one very skin <laughs> moment. The, the and, biggest uh, shocking swerve in all of sports entertainment happened on Raw when Randy yeah. Orton turned on the authority. No never one saw that coming. Never saw that coming. Not a single soul alive. <laughs> yeah, Even Vince was... Russo was shocked. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I would. yeah, I would. Yeah, flipping the birds. Flipping the birds was a fun moment, though. Yeah, especially yeah. when they panned down so you couldn't see it. <laughs> Too late, but yeah, they panned down. Fortunately, it was captured by us, board wrestling fan, animated Jeff of the week. Almost said Jeff, folks. Whoops, came close. So, um. I guess so. Is, did Sting steal uh, Kane's old voice box? Is that kind of what they're going with here? <laughs> I I watched Raw and I tweeted, uh, you know, who's who cut that Sting promo? Because it sure as hell wasn't Sting. And then it's like, nope, it was Sting. It was just heavily modified. Like we don't fucking know what Sting sounds like, even if we only know him from WCW. It was rumors <laughs> of Dolph Sting. Well, Dolph Sting left for a while, but now they were quashed, and it was actually Sting. And it sounds good in the original form. I really don't get why they did that. It's just like, why? I don't it, like. We know what Sting sounds like if we've been wrestling fans for the last twenty years. <laughs> At least it wasn't fucking auto tuned. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, that would have been funny, though. It would have been funny, yes, but still disturbingly sad. <laughs> like auto tuned to the the. Theme song of like another wrestler would be great. <laughs> oh, do it, do it to uh, Triple H's music. That'd be perfect. Let's have Shatner do the voiceover. Well, he's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, Yet. Yet. He Yet. I tried. His appearance on Raw was pretty damn fun. I tried to save WCW, but I failed. <laughs> it would have been funny if the next line was I tried to save TNA but I failed <laughs> well he did he said he, he said he stayed there so long trying to save them <laughs> he wanted to help them and then he just gave up on helping them well there's no reason to stay with the sinking ship he wasn't the captain but if Kirk was doing the voiceover, of course. <laughs> Sting needs like a green valet. <laughs> Go all Star Trek with it. It'll be great. Yeah. You could have like the communicator. He beam into the ring. Oh, that'll be the best entrance. <laughs> so good. His finishing move would be like set phasers on kill. No, that would be how he sets up for it. Like Reigns cocking his fist. Yep. Don't you just give him a toy phaser he sets to kill before hitting the move? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Totally so good. Yeah, we gotta. They got. We gotta get in touch with uh, creative, i.e. Vince. He'll go for it. He's old. He's had a thing. Xavier Woods could do that and call it set phases to fun because <laughs> he's been established as a nerdy geek with the right. Power Rangers thing. They can give him Star Trek. I just like 
it, it, they want Sting to be Batman so bad, they even hired the guy that did <laughs> Christian Bale's Batman voice <laughs> to be Sting. I, I, what the fuck? That's why well, I couldn't fucking watch... Have deep, booming voices. That's why I couldn't fucking watch those that Batman trilogy. It was like, I, I watched The Dark Knight, and I'm like, okay, like, every fucking time he opens his mouth, I'm completely taken out of this movie. <laughs> why is this a problem to talk like this? It's like, uh, do you need a menthol or? <laughs> no, I'm fine. What's just something wrong with your throat, buddy? Like, have you seen a doctor? You know, you're. I know you're amazing at detective work, but I uh, can't s- figure out this mystery on your own. Like, something wrong with your voice, sir? <laughs> Albert, like, constantly leaving like little subtle suggestions and hints. See you throat, doctor. <laughs> Like really, really blatant. Like the world's greatest detective, my ass. He leaves cough drops in the utility belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But it's I like, can't think of a pun that goes with that and and uh, Listerine. <laughs> no, can't think of one at all. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was rather odd. I don't know how they're going to work around this. I guess, well, yeah, actually, I kind of do. Like, as much as people are up in arms about, like, why'd they change things for us? And I get it, because it's stupid and retarded, and it's typical WWE these days. We're just supposed to forget next week anyway, so... I mean, that's that's what they do, so... That's cool. I'll forget. Yeah, I, I guess I'll I, I, call him out on it, like the time he called out Kofi Kingston on being African. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have a Jamaican accent last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, like now they, but now they can't do like a uh, a pre-match promo with Sting, right? Unless they do another vignette like that. No, I agree with G. They'll just have him do it normally and say, "Fuck it, it never happened." Yeah, that's true. That's how they usually do things around there. Plus, there were times when they did drop the modulation and you heard his voice normally. So I think they'll just acknowledge it was modulated, but never explain why. <laughs> so, uh, Sting, uh, I hear you had a really bad Skype connection last week. Is <laughs> 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 it Robo Sting? <laughs> would be great. JT's cutting Sting's promos for him. If what happened is if he recorded it in over Skype and it messed up and they couldn't fix it, so they just put it out like that. Uh, I'm sorry, Vince. Uh, That counselor did us an appearance. That's one shot only. (laughs) God damn it, (laughs) Borden! Oh, I, I hope that does count as an appearance, too. Yeah, that that was that was obviously the uh, well. I shouldn't say obviously because I, I fast forward through so much of that show now. Um, I'm, I just kind of read Facebook updates and then watch what people say is good. Uh, what was really good? God damn! God damn! Cut that microphone! God damn it! That uh, Paul Heyman man, I put him right into the awards nominations for that promo. That was brilliant. That was wow. Yeah, the best yeah. promo category just needs to be Paul Heyman. Gets close every year. It really does. Even Paul. if he leaves after WrestleMania, I don't think people can top him. 
Paul Heyman's promo skills are so good, they break mics every week. He broke two last week. Yeah, he broke two last week. He broke one this week. Or at least it, it got it shorted out on him for a second there. <laughs> of course, that being the talking point, quote unquote, shorted out, or whether it was cut. What do you guys think about that? Do you think, uh, like, I'm, I'm, obviously, this is a guy who works from bullet points. There's no way that he's. It, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say there's no way, but it's highly unlikely he's working from a script. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I would expect it's pretty much just Heyman being as good as he is. But uh, if he is any... working from a script, he's the one writing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's a brilliant memory in that case too, because it's just the way he flows is just so natural that it's. I I, I assume that there's a lot of ad libbing and just working around basic ideas and concepts. But do you, do you think they cut him off there, or that was just another technical failure from this um, multi-million dollar company that probably has like a surplus of microphones backstage? To be honest, I really believe the cutoffs last week were a work too. I just can't believe two microphones just happened to die. I mean, he he's good, sure. Well, you, you got to understand something. They they brought back the uh, the show opening pyro, so they had to cut the budget somewhere, and it was in the nine volt batteries that go in the wireless <laughs> mics. That would surprise me, to be honest with you. Uh, when I when I was working in television. Back in the day, my part of my job, I and mean, we weren't a huge budget show, but part of my job is every single day we're using overcharged um, batteries, and like every show, we you would use new ones regardless, even though the batteries were usually still over capacity. <laughs> the next day, when I had to replace them, I'd be like getting rid of perfectly good, essentially brand new batteries. Of course, a number of them made it home with me because I'm like, why am I throwing these out? <laughs> exactly, I would, I would imagine so. I, I would mean, have done the same. Yeah, uh, it's, it was, but I mean, this, you know, our, our viewership was approximately a hundred thousand people a day, which is was kind of cool, you know. Um, number for a show that would only air it in one city, but the budget is not even comparable to even as much money as that WWE is losing. I, 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 that's why I'm kind of with you on this, Mark. Like when I see stuff like that. From my own experience and background, which is limited, you know, I only did it for three years or so, but I did this every day. This was my job every single fucking day. Replace batteries. The first thing we did in the morning. But uh, eh, I got free food in the green room, so that's cool. Not to mention he borrowed Lillian's and it didn't mess up before then. Unless she did actually just hand him a random one that was also broken. But as far as I know, she handed him hers and that was one that broke too. Well, that's that's the other thing. I mean, the way he's handling the microphone, it's not like he's smashing it into things. I don't see how it could just randomly break either. The only the only real p- part of a mic like that, I'm assuming he, what he's using is, uh, while it's powered, it's still probably a dynamic microphone to prevent feedback and picking up too much of the audience in the background sound. He's a condenser microphone. I mean, it's possible he could use one, but it's still, too, what we say, too hot. You know, ooh, sexy George isn't here, but <laughs> and that stick is hot. But uh, dynamic microphone diaphragm is usually built really durable. So I, I again, like te- hashtag tech nerd. You know, <laughs> sorry, folks. Um, and the only other solution is that Brock Lesnar is so intense, even the microphone couldn't take it. 
that might be it. Yep. Diaphragm shriveled up. up. <laughs> Sperm made its way in. Uh, but he seriously has the best job in the world. He just has to go out there and stand next to Paul Heyman and listen to him. I'd do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have Brock Lesnar fight the matches for me, but I'd stand next to Paul Heyman at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be... Uh... I mean, at this point, come on, really? The, the the microphone just happens to break during Paul Heyman segments every week. I think people just want to be fooled again. They want it to be not at work. Because normally when something like this happens, everyone claims it's a work. You know, technical mishaps don't happen. They're all a work. But this time they're like, oh, God, he broke two mics. Fuck. Now he's broke three. By the time to get to WrestleMania, he'll have broken 31. Was it before or was it after that that he mentioned that if Brock Lesnar wants to spend his summer unifying the UFC and WWE championships, he's going to do it? Was it before or after the mic? I can't remember. It just all bundles into one giant thing of beauty. Yeah. Pretty sure it was after, actually. I'm yeah, I, I think I think it was. It's because I think like he got the mic back, like they turned it back on, and he's like angry so he's saying like okay if Brock Lesnar wants to spend his summer doing this you know and then he said he'd beat the shit out of Pacquiao and Mayweather too yeah <laughs> he's just gonna unify all the belts in every form of fighting <laughs> <laughs> I, at this point I think he could do it if he wanted to <laughs> got him to like, lace up the skates bring fighting back to the NHL big time yeah <laughs> Oh no, Sidney Crosby! F5! Back on! <laughs> and he'll be the first person to beat Ronda Rousey. That's why Paul Heyman keeps mentioning her, they're trying to set up a fight. Heyman's not the oh. only one that's been mentioning her, but I'm sure we'll get to that in the news. <laughs> uh, I don't recall if there's any Rousey information in the. Uh... Well, in I, I know that. Um... The announcers have been talking, but JBL, I think, brought up Rousey a number of times. Over yeah, the last he brought her up at it, least. Okay, if it's not in the news, I'll, I'll mention it now, is that I read somewhere that CM Punk said that AJ could beat <laughs> Ronda Rousey in a fight. Hmm. Oh, that's going to set off a ton of nice rumors. Yeah. Uh, I I would like to see this fight. Um, <laughs> I, I would, but I don't want AJ to leave the E. I don't care. <laughs> Quite frankly, like, I, 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 See, as much as, you know, this whole, like, <laughs> diva movement with the hashtags and the Twitter and whatnot, yeah. it's been nice. I, I don't think we've really seen enough to to even care about yeah, change. They're giving the divas so much of a chance that in two matches, they got less time than the drug lord singing, and they're not even having the title on WrestleMania. Yeah, let's give the Divas a chance, but not defend the title on the biggest show of the year, and let's not give them time. I've actually got breaking news regarding that. Okay, break, break your microphone news. <laughs> to rectify what they perceive as unfair treatment, the so-called Divas of World Wrestling Entertainment have launched an online awareness campaign like a bunch of feisty little firecrackers. 
The saucy attempts, uh, or the saucy strumpets have popularized, popularized <laughs> the tri- Twitter hashtag Give Divas a Chance to highlight their demands to receive equal pay and airtime as their male counterparts. Isn't that the most adorable thing you've ever heard? <laughs> I want to read this. Where did you find that? Come on, you can guess where I found this. KBabNews.com. <laughs> yes, indeed. Fem- oh, I thought it was WrestleZone. No. Female ah. re- <laughs> Female wrestlers have record-selling merchandise and have starred in the highest-rated segment of the show, tweeted AJ Lee, the spokesgirl of the campaign, who is known for skipping to the ring and co- coquettishly flirting with WWE wrestlers. <laughs> Though women have made great strides in pro wrestling, last year they won the right to vote in WWE <laughs> ad polls. Some ardent feminist divas are getting their panties in a knot about ongoing discrimination. <laughs> WWE chairman Vince McMahon, however, denies any such prejudice in the company. I have the utmost respect for the divas and their little women's lib campaign, he said. (laughs) WWE provides them with everything they could ever want. Nail polish, spray tan, boob jobs, and, you know, chick stuff. While many fans have uh, shown support for the Give Divas a Chance campaign, most admit that they really just want to watch hot babes in skippy clothes wail (laughs) on each other. That's what I like about kayfabe news. They're not just the headlines. They really go out all out in the articles, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Mm. Uh, Even if they were just the headlines, they'd be great, but the articles just kill, man. They're great. <laughs> we got another one coming up later, I know. <laughs> uh, the, the humanitarian. Humanitarian, yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can't remember a damn thing other than the Paul Heyman promo and the Randy Orton beatdown and the, the awful Sting vignette that happened on Raw. Like, I can't remember uh, anything. The, the god-awful um, Flintstones promo thing. Oh, God. I watched that, by the way. <laughs> oh, you? I did, too. Okay. I skipped through Wiz Khalifa, but I watched that. No, no, no. I watched the Flintstones, like, <laughs> oh, WWE. Movie? Yeah, I did. You poor bastard. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> was it just for CM Punk? Yes, as a matter of fact. No, I love the Flintstones, man. So it's like, okay. I, I, I love the Flintstones, yeah, but that movie. Just... Flintstones, WWE, two things I've loved since I was a kid. Yeah, I'm fucking watching this. Uh, I downloaded it because like, I, I had a friend that was supposed to come over Friday night, and she's a wrestling fan. So it's like, oh, yeah, cool. We'll watch this Flintstones movie. That'd be something to do. And, uh, you know. Then she got sick, and it's like, okay, I guess I'll just fucking watch this now. <laughs> and, uh, I, I should, yeah, because like you, it's two things I love, but they've really managed to turn me off on it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, <laughs> Punk Rock, uh, CM Punk Rock does a, a couple of surprising jobs in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys decide if you want to watch that or not, or if you want to ask me, I'll tell you later. But you know, I'm not gonna spoil it on the Scooby Doo one too. I haven't. Se- I, I I fell asleep watching the Scooby Doo one. Yeah, I couldn't make my way through it. I tried. It was the same kind of idea with you. Like I, just like the you, I watched the Flintstones, and I also watched Scooby Doo growing up. So I was like thinking, ah, ah, what the hell? It's you know, watch wrestling dot chan, like whatever. <laughs> nope. Here's the thing, though. I watched and enjoyed Legendary. <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> the terrible. I don't remember Cena what the movie. hell that is. That's the That's one the where Cena's an ex-con with a brother in high school that wants to be a wrestler. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. I, I've seen all those WWE movies. Yeah, I got real. I think I was ill, so I thought, "Fuck it, let's watch some WWE Studios movies." <laughs> And I watched that. This is um, that's what I am one too. Oh, 
Where Randy Orton plays a homophobe. Where he'll go to the papers if he has to. <laughs> Knucklehead, I've seen. <laughs> I haven't seen Knucklehead. I haven't seen Knucklehead or Chaperone or I've, any of the Marines. I've seen the Chaperone twice. <laughs> you should see. You should see Knucklehead. Knucklehead's kind of. It's. It's not actually a bad. It's no. not an actual bad movie. It's, the only thing is, it's. It's just tries to be a family-friendly mm movie about MMA. That's the only. The only gripe I've got with it. But it's Knucklehead. He's at, Big Show's actually pretty funny in Knucklehead. I've seen the Chaperone twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like we got it from uh, we watched it on Netflix, and then like when we got cable, uh, it was on like Cinemax or something like that, or or like Showtime, one of them fucking movie channels, right? And I'm like, fuck it, I don't feel like getting up. I'm gonna watch this again. It's actually not horrible. The that's, mo- the f- that's an enticing review. It got me motivated. <laughs> I saw not the first horrible. horrible. <laughs> I saw the first Marine. I refused to watch the other two. <laughs> Well, it's because you have the signed autograph John Cena copy. Mm-hmm. You actually do. Yeah, of course, of course, she does, man. It's <laughs> John Cena, dude. Wee! Let's say I got the spinner belt around here somewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was one other thing that kind of happened on Raw that. I, okay, it wasn't exactly what. Warrior wanted to be in a word, but I mean, oh, yeah. how are you gonna talk oh, bad about yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I know, you, know? You, you can't talk bad about it. it. No, it's a kid who died of cancer. That's right, and I mean, it's it's <laughs> cool. It's 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 just unfortunate that they don't add the actual what he wanted to. That's kind of the thing. He was talking about putting in like guys backstage that work, yeah, like, the technical guys and shit. And I thought that was a really good idea too. I, I I applauded them for doing the Connor thing. Like, of course, it it's probably the, the best feel good thing that's come out of wrestling in a long fucking time. Um, was how they treated him and they put him in putting him in the opening vignette. And he he represents our childhood watching wrestling. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's awesome. I mean, that's it, as sour as I might be on the product lately, and there's a lot of other people in the so-called internet wrestling community because you know. Only ten percent of the population knows how to use a computer. Uh huh. What? But yeah, I mean, I, I, from a technical standpoint, one of the reasons I started watching wrestling again, um, beginning of the, the, I guess this millennium, was the technical production, and I, I, I would like to see them recognize some of those guys. They put do some amazing work. Like while the storytelling might suck balls, the, the production value is. Well, side of broken microphones is pretty spot on. <laughs> I agree. I I one hundred percent agree with you. But I, at the same time, you know, for them to honor Conor McCulloch like this is just amazing. Like it, like the fans wanted it, and they knew it was the right thing, and it was it was perfect. You mean I was rolling around on Reddit before Raw happened, and people were saying, "Do you think there's a way they could induct Conor this year?" And then on Raw they did it. Yeah, it's, and they it's... found a way. It's great. I mean, because there was every, everybody was out there like, hey, you know, this should happen. This should happen. This should happen. And they actually made it fucking happen. And that's great. That kid, that kid, like G said, that's our childhood. That's the our childhood. Is, though, I want Daniel Bryan to be the one who inducts him. But he I is. would probably yeah, make it Cena. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's Daniel Bryan and Dana Warrior. That's nice. cool. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make sense for anybody other than Daniel Bryan because, obviously, Daniel Bryan was his favorite wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's named after Warrior, I mean, having his, his wife alongside of him. Yeah. that's it, It's also really cool. Her last name is Warrior. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just like that's just perfect. You know what I mean? Like, like my kid was like, "Oh, the the kids' choice awards are on March 28th." I'm like, "I don't have you that weekend." She goes, "Oh, well, is there any way you could get me that weekend so we could watch the kids' choice awards?" And I'm like, "Maybe." And then it's like the WWE Hall of Fame's that same night, so <laughs> kind of want to watch that. Well, he is a kid. He was chosen to get an award. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Live with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just show a picture of Roman Reigns caption. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then and then the same weekend, a buddy of a buddy of ours was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna be in Buffalo. You want to hang out?" <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I mean that that's just awesome. That's so that's so cool that they're doing that. Yeah, I, I was only confused because I didn't realize that the people in the crowd were his dad and brother. So that. That was it for me, but the actual announcement itself was pretty cool. Yeah, it's just that's that's incredible. Kid totally deserves it. You know what I mean? Like he was the he was like that spirit last year at WrestleMania. You know, like he made Triple H tap out. He did. He's got a victory over Triple H. <laughs> yeah, but you know Triple H. I did, find I his did shovel. <laughs> I did hear a joke, but I can't remember it, and it would be terrible to repeat anyway. <laughs> it's probably something to do with a shovel. Yeah, probably. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, jokes. They will be made. There, uh, I, I, I didn't see it personally, but apparently there was some kind of backlash about that award. And I, that blows my mind. There are, there are people who just say it wasn't what Warrior actually wanted, and they twisted his words, but at the same time, it's a kid with oh, cats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I can understand, you know, it's not what Warrior wanted. I think he'd be pretty comfortable with this. But I think he'd be okay. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd have a problem. Now, if it was like, yeah. a, now if it was like a gay kid that died of AIDS or something, then he'd be <laughs> pissed off. Because, you know, that's Warrior. <laughs> you know. It isn't no, right. That's, that's what they'll do when Darren Young dies. Give them the they'll award for gay people. <laughs> oh boy, because <laughs> they'll still be that ass backwards. Because <sighs> Vince McMahon isn't going to die. No, apparently he, he's uh, he's sixty four billion years old according to the <laughs> Flintstones movie. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's probably sixty four when they started making that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's 64 billion years old, and the, he he bought the company from Fred Flintstone. <laughs> it, it does seem worth watching just for the puns, like punk rock, Vince McMagna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is it true that the Bellas are the only divas in there? Yeah. I thought I saw AJ Lee in there. Was AJ in there? I don't even remember. Like, just the... No, it, the Bella twins are in there, and they're in there, like, briefly... Yeah, well, that, that was one of the things they said that they're the only divas chosen to be in it. I think I, I, <laughs> I recall seeing AJ, like promo art for AJ, but I don't remember if she was actually in the movie. But either way, like the divas didn't play a huge role in the movie. Because you you heard them on Raw. We're the stars of this movie. No, the fuck you're not. You're in it for ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> what the fuck was? 
trying to think what Mark Henry's name was. <laughs> <laughs> just Mark, was, just the idea of Mark Henry in Flintstone style. Well, it was Mark Henry fan is what, it, what Mark Henry was called in it, right? Mark Henry fan? <laughs> <sighs> I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was actually pretty entertaining. It, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, like Smackdown I missed I didn't see Smackdown but I'm sure I didn't miss anything either right no you missed Dolph Ziggler calling Daniel Bryan a turd oh jeez which is great because just last week Dolph Ziggler was saying Bryan should be in the match now when he's in it they turn on him excellent continuity right (laughs) but yeah Bryan is now officially in the match okay which I'm not mad about who left Smackdown with the Intercontinental belt ah I know I Truth think it had was it. Our truth again. I'll say Truth had it at the end of Raw. Uh, that's yeah, like the that's like the too. one thing that's like okay, cool. I I want to see this match at WrestleMania. That's the one thing that I'm like. I'm actually excited for that match. Like that's the and one I thing. Don't even where, care that Brian's in it. Yeah, as in I'm not mad about it. Right, and that that's the thing is like that's the one thing that's actually got me entertained on Monday Night Raw like I don't give a shit about Seth Rollins and Randy Orton I don't give a shit about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar other than the epic Paul Heyman promos that are going into it and I I really don't give a shit about Triple H and Sting and the best part is it'll be the curtain jerker so you can still watch Walking Dead <laughs> oh god yeah. Seamus is returning <sighs> yeah. speaking of the Walking Dead <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. sad when he gets a pop. Yeah, it's it's you know you you know people are all geared up for uh, mixed strawberry yogurt's return. Yay! I want to say there was more to SmackDown than that, but I can't remember anything. Oh, Mark Henry gave Roman Reigns a verbal blowjob. All uh, oh, right, okay, I remember reading about that. I I just hit fast forward <laughs> at the beginning of SmackDown and I never let it stop. <laughs> when Mark Henry <laughs> came out to confront Reigns, I thought, okay. They're going to have Reigns beat the shit out of him. I can live with that. But then in the trainer room, he's like, Yeah, Roman Reigns, fucking monster. Yeah, give me his dick. Yeah. Uh, Just terrible. Just utterly, utterly terrible. That's how bad Roman Reigns is. We're having other people tell us he's good. I want Roman Reigns to tell me he's good, and I want to believe it, but I don't. And that's the problem. Believe that. Believe that. (laughs) Mark Henry was Marble Henry. (laughs) And he's like, man, you could just call... He was hanging out with CM Punk Rock the whole time. He's like, man, you just call me Marble. He's like, no, I prefer the formality of last names, Marble Henry. (laughs) He just kept calling him Marble Henry through the whole movie. Doing his Bret Hart impression, because he can't say Sean. He has to say Sean Michaels. (laughs) Yeah, I guess AJ wasn't in there. I don't see her in the credits. So... Oh well, maybe it was the Scooby Doo one we're thinking of because she was in that, right? The only thing I remember that is that John Cena literally defeats a boulder, and Sin Cara is featured heavily. Jeez, <laughs> I just remember the beautiful GIF of Cena body slamming a boulder, <laughs> just lol Cena win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've I like I said I. I just remember the Miz being in the, the the Scooby-Doo one, and just his only line was "Really," and he just kept saying it over and over again. Well, they probably just got him to record it once. Yeah. Yep. 
Just like the road runner. Yeah. Just beep. <laughs> beep. Don't you mean beep beep? <laughs> nope. They only paid me to do it once, then they doubled it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget the voice of Itchy and Scratchy was the voice of Roadrunner. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, can't get through this show without a Simpsons reference. <laughs> I can get more Simpsons merch, man. That's what I'm going to decorate my kitchen in. <laughs> fucking Simpsons merch. Like, I, I'm doing my... Uh, I'm doing paintings for, like, my living room. I did a Pinky from Pinky in the Brain the other night. Uh, I saw that. That was really good. Yeah. I want to get... What I'm going to do is probably tomorrow I'm going to go out and get some acrylics and some canvases and just do it that way so it looks better. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's... That's that's what my weekends entailed. I painted a painting and then I played video games and sat around. Oh, good video games. Sat around. That's one more thing than I did. Sat around talking to strangers on the internet. Oh, I do that a lot. <laughs> I'm a very fifteen-year-old girl. I was trolling my friend's status, and then this, uh, you know, I get I started getting into conversation with the other people that are trolling his status, and it it ends up being like. Hey, if anybody wants to come over, I'll grill up, you know, bring some meat, I'll grill it up. <laughs> you know, fuck it, let's all have a party. And then this one so girl... In a few weeks, we can read reports of how Joe was raped and murdered in his <laughs> own home. This girl starts <laughs> fucking messaging me, so I'm like, yeah, if you want to come over, go ahead, I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> I used to do that shit all the time, ignoring all all uh, rules of internet safety. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck, come on over. I'm fucking bored. <laughs> Play some board games. Fucking listen to 90s alternative rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then brag about it every every five minutes on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Bl- blowing up my newsfeed. <laughs> oh, I'm listening to Vanilla Ice right now. Oh, thanks, Joe. I care. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were bored. I, yeah, when I'm fucking bored, you'll know about it. <laughs> you you should have... Mar- I'm serious. You should have marathon that 12 Monkeys show. It starts off slow, but... Fuck, it's so good. It's when it starts to get all like about mid middle of the season, and they they did renew it for twelve episodes. So, but it's like, but dudes bouncing all over through time. Like the last episode, every like couple minutes, you're like bouncing between three three different time periods. But it all still makes sense if you fell on the show. So it's, it's fucking cool. Well, two weeks ago, uh, two weeks from now, when all my plans fall through again, that's what I'll do. You should. I highly recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, again, starts a little slow. You got to give it an episode or two, get all the uh, exposition out of the way, like all television shows. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, we talked about this like I think half, about half a year ago when we heard about it. Uh, with well, well, yeah, it was SmackDown moving times, and that was why and Sci-Fi was uh, putting this show on the air on Friday nights in the time slot. And thank God that they did. Way more entertaining than fucking SmackDown. <laughs> And it sounds actually sci-fi related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they got they got some actually some pretty good actors on there. Um, most of them you'll recognize from other things. The main character Cole is played by the dude who was uh, the fireball guy in the X Men Two movie. What was his name again? Pyro. Pyro. Yes. Thank you. He does. He does a pretty fucking good job. And one of the other leads um, has been on a lot of shows. Walking Dead is one of them. Um, some band of brothers 
another Benedict one. Is Benedict Cumberbatch in it, or is he just in every movie? There, there's these sort of clusters of actors that seem to <laughs> pop up on that show. It's really odd. It's really odd. Like, um, a lot of the lead characters in the first season have been in a whole bunch of movies that the director they basically had like um or in the first season and then he left the Durbont guy it bailed and then there's like a whole bunch of dudes from Oz who showed up and then there's a whole bunch of dudes from Band of Brothers that showed up it's weird <laughs> man it really weird for me yeah, well I, I think it's Hollywood jobs a lot of it has to do with who you know and who you blow yeah. I watched House after I watched Heroes and some people from Heroes showed up in House and it was just weird yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know you. You have superpowers. Why don't you use them? Yeah. <laughs> you can get you can get the doctor off the drugs, motherfucker. Do it. <laughs> you can fix his limp. God damn you! Oh, that was the show I missed. Unfortunately, I think that was a Monday time slot back when I was working Mondays every for years. I missed all those Monday shows except Raw. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, actually, it wasn't too bad back then. Yeah, back then it was good. Right. Yeah. Now I have Mondays off, and it's just like the, the most ironic thing. It's like, yeah, Raw's on, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm I, just I, gonna keep playing this video game or watching this hockey game, and I'll, I'll see what Facebook tells me to watch later. Yeah, I, I prefer Gotham on Monday. Nights now. <laughs> yeah, but it's on, on hiatus. So, it's on hiatus till next month, so guess I'm back to watching Raw. Now you've got better call Saul. No, you can always just like find something else to watch and not watch wrestling. <laughs> I think the TiVo Total Divas and watch that on Mondays. Oh, God, no. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, this, uh, this girl I was supposed to hang out with the other night texting her. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm just catching up on Total Divas. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching that show anymore. <laughs> no. I've seen mm-hmm. enough of it. I watched one episode. Uh, other what, other uh, than... Sends the dick pic? or. <laughs> Oh god, I was I wanted to watch that. Oh, that. Actually, I did. I kind of wanted to watch that one as well, just to see how awkward it was. Like, how the fuck do you send a dick pic to two different people that are both your sisters? I know. Do you it, think he just hit like send to fucking all, and like every one of his contacts got the dick pic? <laughs> that that is the only explanation outside of he wanted them to see it, and it wasn't <laughs> accidental at all. And there's something weird in that family. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but it, it's hilarious though because just a few, well, but not that long ago, they were saying that all the fans were fantasizing about them, and it turns out their brother was. Yeah. <laughs> the brother's a fan. <laughs> Good old JJ. And they actually said his last name was Bella. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably catch the episodes that Gary Barnage was on and just be like, fuck the rest of the show. Yay! So what, Dead silence! Well, you know... We, uh, <laughs> well, we're she was going to say something and I, I was waiting. <laughs> How'd you guys like uh, Lucha? Uh, I love the, uh, the segment with uh, Conan making his new death stick. <laughs> yeah. It it was corny, but it was also pretty fun. I just wish we had seen the end where he beats the shit out of those guys. Yeah. I'm wondering if if those guys are like possibly is bringing in like a posse of dudes though, like fuck people up, and then he just comes in for the kill. 
It's, he only has one move. It's the cane of death. <laughs> nice. It turns out he's actually a pretty accomplished blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all the all that time playing Skyrim paid off, you know. <laughs> I'm just imagining Conan High playing Skyrim. <laughs> oh, that'd be so awesome. With the mod that makes the dragons match up. <laughs> because oh, so that is a mod and it's beautiful. Just I know it's terrible, but it, you know why you know why he has LMP took an arrow to the knee. Oh, <laughs> It's just right there. I had to, had to open that door. It was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, Mexico's a rough place. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was pretty good. And oh, I go can't believe I'm saying this, but I never thought we'd see the time when I would complain that a man versus woman match wasn't done properly. Because there was one on TNA as well that was just awful. But the ones on Lucha Underground are still pretty good. I don't, <clears throat> I don't get the complaint that the men aren't selling because most of them are. It, it's not Angelico's fault. He's a bit rapey. Yeah. He was just too horny to be injured. The blood was rushing elsewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I have seen people sell for sexy stars. So, yeah. Look, the, the, the storytelling in all the matches was just great. It just, like, this is a show where, yeah, you got these flippy floppy guys, but they're actually fucking telling a story. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize that the subtle story of Mil Muertes versus Fenix is the man of a thousand lives versus the man of a thousand deaths. Yeah. This feud could literally go on forever <laughs> because neither of them can die. Right. I guess it's supposed to be a casket match or something next week, right? Yeah, it seems to be a casket match. I so that's what I, that's what I got out of it. A life match in that tiny building. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I got out of it was a casket match. So, because that's what she said at the end was yeah, he's going to put you in a casket, place you in a casket, <laughs> and close the lid. <laughs> I don't think Vampiro let out that many brothers this week. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck was it, man? He said something that was just, like, fucking hilarious, and I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> oh. I know it was during the cage match, and it ended with brother, but I don't remember <laughs> what the fuck it was. Uh, I do know yeah, he I, let out... I, I might have missed it, man. I, 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 sometimes I, I, I like the commentary, but sometimes it's just, oddly enough, you know, just so focused on what was going on. That yeah. Was just, yeah. Fucking great. Great, great match, and that that, that and great storytelling. Just, yeah, well, that and uh, that's that's what they really have going for them. Is they have these grouping of mind that came together to make the show. And I remember listening to uh, Conan talking a lot about it before, you know, it finally came on the air about the people they're working with. They they trust the wrestling people to take care of the in ring, but they're they're like. They are Hollywood writers, and in this case, it's truly a good thing. Like they are thinking about that aspect of it, but they're not trying to overpower the traditions of like lucha libre at the same time. Like it's a it's a it's a good merging of minds. And like, you have like Rod, you know Rodriguez obviously has done some amazing films. Yeah, well, I'm sure you guys have seen a, a few of them, if not all. It's uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's the thing I look forward to every week. I set it up on the show. I'll say it again. Like, at least from the North American products, I'm, I'm loving the access New Japan as well. Um, I know there are a lot of fans that say, "Oh, the commentary, you know, not being in English, that doesn't matter to me." And that's cool if that's your, uh, if that's your cup of tea. For me, it does. It actually really helps because, like you say, it is storytelling. Like, even I'm, if it's I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, point, I'm talking about the in-ring work. On on well, all the matches it, on the show, the in ring work is great, but I mean, again, if it's augmented by the commentators, at least helping out, right, right. You know, yeah, there is a balance that has to be there. It's the same thing with like backstage promos. Like, yeah, you could take them out of wrestling, and some purists that would say, you know, again, they say that, oh, you know, I don't care about that. Well, again, it helps the storytelling if it's done properly. To you know. It could also be a, a detriment, you know, if it's retarded, like, oh, you spilled coffee on me, okay, Kane and Jericho need to fight, like, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, you're really, you really don't even need to bother with those types of bits, but when you're establishing, like, like Mark, Mark was mentioning earlier, kind of poking fun at with the, the man of a thousand chess, man of a thousand lives. Yeah, I, I mean, love that, I'm not poking fun at it, it's fucking Well, amazing. no, it's kind of funny, like, as you observed, is what I meant, <laughs> the yeah. match start forever. But <laughs> that, that that was a bit of a joke, yeah. But but I mean, it, it it works within the context of the show. Like we really are. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We're watching Mortal Kombat, dude, and it's awesome. <laughs> it really is. We really are. Like the cheese. Yeah, I mean, you could say it's just the cheesy. I mean, that's one way you can look at it. But you could every show you have to suspend your disbelief on. People are some. There's going to be people who are going to say that's cheesy, and that's. I mean, Pentagon Jr. has broken about five arms so far. Yeah, just fucking killing everyone. Four, and that's what's great about it, is you could just keep throwing guys under masks and have them come out and <laughs> just throw the oh, same fucking God. guy out there every week under a different mask. I, and he I'm now thinking that is what he's done, because the match this week was so good. And it's like he must have fought this guy before, maybe three times before. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And they and they have like these guys have such a massive pool to work with, with all the AAA guys and all the talent can come up and do the ma- the mask job too. And it won't hurt anybody. It, well, kayfabe it well, broken arm and all, but. <laughs> well, the one thing I loved was in the cage match. Cuerno's about to get out of the cage. Cuerno's about to win the match. Johnny Mundo grabs his mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was great. So he could just fall right out of the mask and win the fucking match. Mm-hmm. But Lucha Libre, masks, <laughs> this guy's not losing his mask over a win. That's right. And then, and then that, again, you know, massive bonus points. That, that's where the commentator, you know, they point that out. And they, exactly. They, they nail that home. So the new audience that doesn't know the tradition, now, okay, now, now what I'm seeing, like, you've really hammered home the importance of it. And Vampiro let out a holy shit at the end of the fucking show. <laughs> oh, that was good when the crowd were chanting holy shit, and it's like, I agree, holy something, and then later on he does actually say holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did he just fucking say holy shit? Rewind. Play. <laughs> holy shit is right. Like, yeah, Okay, he did say holy shit. I'm not fucking imagining things. <laughs> I thought the show was great. I thought all the matches were great, and I thought the storytelling was awesome, and it's, it's you know, yeah, absolutely augmented by the... Uh, you know, great commentary from Vampiro and, and Matt Stryker, and and just, you know, I like the Temple thing. I used to hate that, like when it first came out. Like, okay, this is just fucking dumb. Now it's just like, okay, who's coming to the Temple next week? <laughs> you know, like now it's just like, okay, now I'm hooked. Now, now I like everything. Now nothing's going wrong here. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I can see where you were coming from initially, even though I kept pushing you to watch this thing, man. It, it, because it, we, we've been conditioned for so many years of looking at arenas and the live events and, like, pretty much every single promotion I can think of except for maybe... Maybe Glow? That might be the only one I can think of. I can't remember the name of what their, their venue was, but it was some kind of unique element to that show that it was they didn't tour it was all kind of set in this sort of kayfabe place kayfabe land completely whereas they try to border the lines and more of a sports approach traditionally with all the other promotions right like they're at this arena this week in the city right I, I do I, wonder I, how many episodes they tape in a time though because that crowd is always amazing I think I think they're doing something like two and a half per day that they shoot, something yeah. like that. It's um, not like an impact where you can tell the tapings are coming to an end because the crowd is dead. And and apparently they don't actually show everything they tape, so they're actually willing to cut stuff and say, okay, you know, this is just for the live crowd on this on this occasion. This didn't work out. Um, I, I don't know many people who have attended, but the couple that I, I I've spoken to that are in the LA area who went they've mentioned yeah there's matches that have never made air that we saw so and that, I think that's smart you know quality over quantity of course whereas I'm assuming TNA never does that at all in their in their mass tapings I might be wrong I mean I, I'm just speculating cause, but I've never heard anyone mention oh yeah we saw this but it's never shown it's usually the opposite it's like yeah we never saw any of the segments or the you know yeah. Yeah, it really sounds like a terrible live experience. Was was this the week that Kurt Angle won the title? Because I was going to mm, watch and I never ended no. up doing it. No. Wait, I I don't remember. No, I, no, the the match is next week. Okay, I was going to watch. It, it is worth watching Impact this week <laughs> because there was an amazing hair versus hair match. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. I got to see that. It, actually, it was just great. I think we're going to watch and that maybe after promo the show. afterwards. It was. God damn! I love EC3. We'll watch that. I might watch that after the show because I did. I did miss Impact. I was sitting at home on a Friday night, and I'm like, maybe I should fucking watch TNA because <laughs> I think I had. I think at that point that I was thinking that I had missed the uh, uh, New Japan because I think that's like a Friday night show, right? And so I think I missed that, and I'm like, okay, I should watch TNA. And then the the girl I'm texting is like, yeah, I'm watching TNA. Like, yeah, I should probably fucking do that. I might just go to bed early though, because I'm fucking bored. <laughs> you know? No, it was worth watching this week. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, Bram kissed Magnus kissed some other dude's feet. Oh, jeez. So that that was less fun, but the hair versus hair match was just great. Is this UC 3s first actual match since he was injured? I think it is. And he still had the cast on too. Oh, geez. So at this point, they're just speculating he's not injured at all. He's just being a dick. Okay. <laughs> because they've still not actually said he's injured. Because the line on commentary is we've asked him and he tells us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish he'd be on a different show that I'd watch. <laughs> I know, but he probably would never get the, the push that he's getting either, so. I mean, I, I finally watched the um, the Know Your Pro segment from NXT, and it was amazing. <laughs> With Bateman and Brian just rigging it and messing everything up. <laughs> the two things Bateman can improve on are chicks in America. 
<laughs> I talked to him. I talked to him about the chicks in America thing when he was on the show. Yeah, because he did an, an AMA on Reddit, and just all of it was gold. I bet. He, he says he's not Bateman. Bateman is his identical twin cousin, somehow, that was shot from a cannon into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the kayfabe death of Derek Bateman. So I got him right between Derek Bateman and EC3. So <laughs> it's just like, you know, he was, he was great, yeah. and then he became EC3, and he became greater. And he, he's considered getting his hair cut to as a tribute to his dead cousin but the awkward phase lasts too long <laughs> because his hair was just it was weird yeah that's how I got the interview he he was on he was on NXT and he cut his hair and I'm like oh he must be getting a new gimmick on the main roster soon and he goes no man I got fired like oh shit that's right hey you want to come do an interview <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah sure man <laughs> cool <laughs> Chucky Burgers what do you say we get into a break song yeah, yeah, sure. All right. And because I'm smart and I knew about this for a week, I just picked a break song right before the show. <laughs> Ain't smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm brilliant. SMRT. Exactly. Another Simpsons reference on this show. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and get up to Toronto for Warp Tour in July. And uh, because the one in Buffalo happens to be the same day, I have Weird Al tickets. And the main reason I want to go is the band New Year's Day, who have stayed at my hotel, filmed a video at my hotel. <laughs> I had no idea who they were at the time, and then I found out. And uh, this is from their latest uh, EP called Epidemic, and the song is called Defame Me. And here it is. Whenever it starts, I probably should turn the volume up.
we're back. Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode number 169. Woo. That was a pretty cool song. Yeah. Like, I had no idea who they were. This chick comes into the hotel, says, oh, I'm in a band, and like, oh, yeah? She's like, yeah, we're playing at Extreme Wheels, which is like this little fucking skater club, right? And it's like, oh, so you're playing with a bunch of shitty local bands. Like, no, we're on this big package tour. We're, you know, selling out everywhere we go. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Or they go to the room. I look up Extreme Wheels, look up, the, find out what band they're in. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. They are a big national band that I've never heard of. And uh, a couple of days later, I got Revolver Magazine, and it was like the hottest chicks in hard rock uh, 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 issue. And she was like number three. I'm like, okay, now I hate myself for not knowing who the fuck they were <laughs> when they were here. So, Curtis Axel has been in the Royal Rumble now for 48 days, 16 hours, 26 minutes, 9 seconds, and counting. Just thought you all should know. I want to hear JT Hogan's thoughts on Axel stealing his gimmick. Well? Well, brother, I invented stealing gimmicks, so I'm I'm kind of not a fan of this, brother. I'm going to have to take this brother down, dude. Yeah, he he is now stealing the Hogan gimmick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I I love it, man. It's great. <laughs> he's I taking wasn't that shit a big and fan at first, but he does it so well. He's taking that shit and running with it. Axel Mania is running wild, rapid. brother. Don't change the channel. I I kind of wish he'd drop the "Don't change the channel" thing, but still. I like the "Don't change the channel." I like it. I dig it. It's great. <laughs> Uh, the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik makes my week. <laughs> I, I I love reading this guy's tweets, and I love George, hearing them again on the show. The, the George, the George needs the George makes my fucking week, and his fat ass isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you! You had to go eat. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta leave us for food. You gotta put us to the side for food. God damn it, Joe! You need to have your thoughts fully stocked, so he you guarantee him showing up every time. There's food here, man. He's always welcome to eat here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here we go. If the Iran fuck with my USA, break their fucking neck, Bubba. Cold beer and the basketball, I'd be happy. I got the guy from the Wheaties box for my UFC 185 (laughs) counter move fantasy MMA team. Fuck shit up. Hello, Candy Crush Saga. I fucking dare you to... you. I dare you to invite me to play your fucking jabroni game. Hashtag ask Hamas. Do you know I can beat the fuck out of you fucking jabronis? Break all your fucking necks with my little finger. <laughs> Friday the 13th, please go fuck yourself. Fuck the Frozen 2 in the ass. Bubba, don't I- cry. What? I was just going to say, that's cold, man. Yeah, yeah that's cold. <laughs> But Bubba, don't cry because it over. Smile because you're a fucking jabroni. <laughs> if your name is David, just for today, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I kick the Robin thick in the balls. I give him the blurred line. He wish he was the gay, and that's Mar- as in Marvin right. gay, not gay, gay, gay. <laughs> what movie better, Zoolander two or Justin Bieber shit his pants after I br- fucking break his jabroni neck for? Hello, the Chick-fil-A. You need a Chick-fil-A. Then I love you forever. <laughs> For no apparent reason. In 25 minutes, please go fuck yourself. 
Hello, App Store. I trade you three camels for watch. It good deal or I break your back. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, one question. One question. What's the big deal about the goddamn Apple fucking watch? Because you know what? Samsung's had its own watch out for like a year and a half now. But this is what Apple do. Well, what their fans do. Every time they introduce something, even if it's been done before, they act like it's brand new. Okay. Like, like, like when I they put out... I know someone who had a smartwatch, and I met them last year. They put out, like, the uh, the iPhone 5 or whatever, and they're like, oh, you could do this now, and you could do that now, and you could do this now. Like, I've been doing that shit for fucking ten years, uh, for five years on my fucking Android phone. What, yeah, no, where I, the fuck I, have you I, been? I, like I said, I just noticed, <laughs> like, uh, like, the last... The, yeah, was, was it the iPhone 6 came out? They made it look like... They were so far behind, they made it look like an Android phone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just like, oh, this this phone's coming out and it's got this and it's got this. You got a pull down menu, you got all this other shit. Like, uh, Wait, yeah, I had that on my first Android phone. Down menu. Like seriously, like, like, like I've had all that shit. That's that's not new. <laughs> okay, and the final you? tweet. All right, hashtag RIP BIG. I pour only a little bit, not a lot of my cold beer today for you, Bubba. <laughs> and finally. Good night, go fuck yourself. Uh, every now and then, somebody will mention the Iron Sheik, and I'll be like, do you read his Twitter? And I'll fucking go on his Twitter, and I'll just read his shit ton of tweets, and every single one of them ends with, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it was good. It was good we knew George wasn't coming in today, really, as much as I ran down earlier, because I, I went through and I made sure I had a few extra. <laughs> That's good. That gives us a, gets us a little closer to two hours. Not that so we, we get 30 through. seconds more cheap tweets yeah. this week. Yeah, so now now we'll go one forty five thirty. Yeah, I I didn't catch this when I was watching, but I saw the pictures afterwards. The Chris Benoit is innocent sign that made TV on Raw. Yeah, I'm surprised that made it past security. Yeah, and there's pictures of the guy just hanging out in the hallway holding it and shit. It's like what the fuck? How did they miss that one? Guy probably didn't know. Guy probably working there didn't know who it was or what happened. There are people that probably still don't know that that what happened. So yeah, who knows? Uh, Hulk Hogan was the victim of a cruel prank this week when he was tricked into retweeting someone's niece, who was actually a girl that had been missing in the UK since 2003. <laughs> brother, <laughs> jeez, I got no comment, brother. Bleeding the fifth, brother. In case you didn't notice, Wiz Khalifa was high on Raw. <laughs> no word if Ms. Dow committed to the gimmick and got high, too. Uh, Wiz Khalifa tweeted, Ever perform a song for the first time in front of millions? Ever perform a song for the first time in millions on weed? Obviously a half-baked reference. Mm-hmm. So, so from well, now on, performers are going to have to take piss tests. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart was on Raw last week, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's all- true. Are you playing John Stewart was high? No, 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 no. That was John Stewart's character in Half Baked. You ever look at the back of a $20 bill? You ever look at the back of a $20 bill on weed? (laughs) Yeah, he was one of the prototypical stoner types. (laughs) I got that movie on my shelf. I'm going to have to watch that again later. I haven't seen that in forever. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) Ah. One it's of one of those movies that, like, ever. stoner or not, everybody's fucking seen that movie. It's <laughs> like, a great movie. Feeding <laughs> the <a> horse. <laughs> Butter stuff! Butter nuts! Butter cop! Cop! <laughs> oh, boy. 
Democracy! The latest word is that DeMott did not receive an office job and is truly gone from WWE. For now. In the words of our truth, it's a C-O-N-spiracy. There are completely unconfirmed reports that Dolph Ziggler walked out of a recent talent meeting after a disagreement with another superstar, with speculation being that it had something to do with his brother, who was one of the people who spoke out against DeMott. The the tweets his brother at Hot Young Briley made on Twitter about DeMott have been removed, and he sent out a tweet on Saturday saying, if you're directing hatred, mean-spirited words to a person who just lost a job, that person has a family and loved ones. Please reconsider. Please be nice. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Rise above hate. Raka Khan? Jeez, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Chaka Khan? Chaka no, not Chaka Khan. <laughs> Raka Khan, who was engaged to Kurt Angle for a little while, has nothing good to say about Bill DeMott. This is a man who, in front of the entire class, asked me, so who did you sleep with to get hired? A man who made me drink an entire six-pack of beer and then do wrestling drills in front of the whole class to save them from thousands of squats. He and some of his students got, even got together and made Deep South hats for everyone except me. They made Diva-specific gear for girls who didn't even have contracts to make sure I felt alienated. He even made sure not to ever let me actually wrestle, not even in practice, unless the office was there. He set me up to look bad, having us plan a match and then switch partners right before a tag match started, with WWE writers and agents there like Steamboat and Hayes. Yeah, I read that and it was actually pretty sad. So she and there was another bit that didn't make the news where she rang Tommy Dreamer, and it turns out he was at DeMott's house with her on speakerphone while she was complaining about DeMott. Oh, jeez. And it's just sad. Oh, we wow. can say she doesn't feel for him? <laughs> I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Kevin Owens, formerly known as Kevin Steen, got some heat in NXT talent and with Bill DeMott while well, he was still in charge of developmental for going over DeMott's head straight to Triple H when it came to how his match with CJ Parker was booked at NXT R Evolution. Uh, Triple H overruled DeMott and told him let him do what he wants, which infuriated DeMott and assured heat with the other wrestlers because Triple H lets his pet projects get over however they want, but not anyone else. Click 2.0. Yeah. But at least well, these guys can wrestle. Right. Well, tri- Triple H okay, wanted to have some good wrestlers come in from the indies, so I really... <laughs> Yeah, that is the other guys who are mad. They should be doing the same thing. Yeah, that is, that is actually my stance. At least these guys can wrestle. Yeah, right. Uh, Dave these guys Meltzer. have earned the right to do this, and it's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, from the grand scheme of things, I mean, I'm sure Triple H is well aware that having it, you know, centralized is more Vince's, you know, policy about developing their own guys. So he's working within those constraints, but. <laughs> He, he came from the Indies essentially himself. He came from the ter- territory era, and he knows learning requires people to wrestle different styles and becoming a, a, a good performer. Bringing all these guys in, that was the whole reason behind it, was that they have that experience. How many guys come out of the, you know, they're directly out of their developmental system that have actually made the main card that haven't had a background? Not a many. Dolph no. Ziggler, I think, is like one of the few. Yeah. I think Roman Reigns did too. Yep, Reigns is one well, of that's the few. only one I know. Well, the only one that's any good. 
Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter confirmed the meeting was about DeMott, uh, at least on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. According to Dave, the gist of the meeting was to tell talent that if they had a problem, as in the problems that were had with Bill DeMott, to come to management and let them know first. Brian Alvarez remarked sarcastically in the past, it did wonders for, that in the past it did wonders for a lot of people. Uh, Dave also talks about how even though Dave, uh, DeMott is gone, racism and prejudice will still be a part of the business because that's the mentality of those in charge. Bill DeMott says, I have got it figured out. If you write, it's a must to tell. It must be the. If you write it, is must be the truth. And if you can add or comment, it must make it more truthful. Well, no. Stevie J from Angry Marks says, Well, no, Bill. Anybody can write anything they want. That doesn't make it the truth. If what your trainees have said about you is the truth, though, you're scum. The thing that hurts you is the preponderance of evidence. Dozens of students making the same allegations, many of them verifying they witnessed the exact same events. Yeah, I, I can even have a retort better than that. That's why I just quote Stevie. Stevie said it perfectly. Yeah, and there was something that didn't make the news was something Colt Gabbana said on his podcast, which still exists. It, it does have episodes outside of CM Punk. Um, he he said a few things himself basically saying while he was there he was called a kike and he said that the reason the guys that made it didn't say anything is because they were afraid to and he just wanted to keep his head down and get through the developmental and make the main roster so he could put that piece of his life behind him and that's that's the general feeling is that the guys who haven't said anything are afraid to yep. that's why it's the disgruntled people they're too pissed off to care and then he got in a shot at Chris Amon saying, that's just my opinion. I think I can, can I still say that on my own podcast? Uh, he's a nice guy. I, I, I saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. He, he told me that. He, he personally told me that. That you saved his life. <laughs> yep. And I'm glad I did because, goddamn, that MVP episode was brilliant. Yeah. His picture is hanging right above the computer here in the studio. <laughs> I got a witcher mask from him. The pa- a patron saint of, uh, of, of of wrestling podcasts, Colt Cabana. So apparently, when G was putting this together, he uh, he he got confused as to what strangest what the episode of Countdown called "Strangest Bell F- uh, Bedfellows" was actually about, <laughs> because that was the episode that aired last week. He apparently thinks it's uh, about me and George tapping China and and full on Kevin Nash's mom. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Nash had a brief stint in Soundgarden. <laughs> Hashtag Brazzers. Hashtag Brazzers. Our sponsors require an- answers, gentlemen. Who wins Cock Talk? 2 p.m. Eastern. And Mark has signed on to film a special scene with Vacant. Oh, God. JT and G make an appearance, too. Oh dear God! Strangest Bedfellows was about like the strangest combination of wrestlers to make tag teams. Team Hell No was actually number one. Which oh, so they yeah. tapped China then? Or? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Was it all just Kane's tag teams? <laughs> it might as well, but no, uh, it was Booker T and Goldust. No. <laughs> Booker T and Goldust was on there. Mick Foley and The Rock. Uh, there was yeah, I don't remember. I watched it like a week ago. <laughs> Seth Rollins and the, the vibrator. <laughs> no. They should have. Oh, if only Rock was still around and Mick Foley. You have Rock, Sock, and Cock. 
With Foley, Rock, and Seth. Do we have the Rock story in the news? Did anybody put it in there? I no haven't. Idea. It's in there? Okay, good. We'll get to that no, in a little while. we don't know. I thought G said he put it in. I don't remember. Well, if I it's not go, there, I'll find it. I go find through it the out. news and segments, and if I no- notice something, sometimes I miss stuff. Well, if it's not in there, I'll talk about it later. Fuck it. <laughs> WWE has signed Kevin Dunn, George Barrios, and Michelle Wilson to new contracts with financial incentives where they will get 174,095 shares of WWE stock, apparently uh, approximately $3 million worth. Uh, the contracts run until July 2018. Sad face. Yeah, Evan Dunn is going to be around for three more years. Three more years. <laughs> Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks mocks WWE for trying to trademark the click hand sign that he and the Bullet Club in New Japan use. Uh, even one of the most famous users of it supports them. X-Pac says they pay respect to their peers by continuing the tradition. <coughs> yeah, well, f- fuck WWE. This North Carolina gives no shits. Yes, WWE's efforts to trademark the click hand sign also used by the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks may be in vain because it appears North Carolina State already trademarked the same gesture <laughs> in 2011. And I'm, I'm glad that story made the news because I refuse to click that clickbaiting headline. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, WWE can go to hell. Uh-huh. Can't... And I, I be honest with you, I still think it's kind of ridiculous that anyone can <laughs> trademark, trademark hand an sign? actual it's, hand gesture. Yeah. So, so deaf people are get, get fucked over and sued when they try to communicate. Uh, right. That is a random fun little aside. Apparently, the hand gesture that Big Cass makes is the sign language for G. When Not. <laughs> when Enzo says he's a certified G, Cass stands next to him making the sign for G. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That's a nice little bit of attention to detail. That's cool. <laughs> we That's have funny, a... too, because the, the, the symbol is almost identical to, you know, the death metal hand gesture, but it's not right. slightly off. What, I, 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 know, I know some of the alternate meanings of the, the death metal gesture. It's, uh, I think it's I love you in sign language. And it's also, um, I learned this one from Gene Simmons, of all people, uh, people of Crete. For them, it's uh, the symbol of the Minotaur, of ancient Greek lore. I That's wonder what the quick. Cool. I wonder what other alternative meanings are for the quick gesture. <laughs> There's got to be something, but I don't really know my uh, my sign language. Maybe Google does. Google. Well, might. if you ask Gene Simmons, he also invented orange juice. He's kind of like Hulk Hogan too. So <laughs> <laughs> he just puts face paint on. That probably Hulk Hogan, uh, Hulk Hogan probably invented, right, brother? What are you talking about, brother? Of course I did. Well, he invented luchadors because he was Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> or Mr. America. Mr. America. Sorry. Before Mr. that, he was America. the Hulk machine, so yeah. That was that would be that would be funny if you just got Hogan and Gene Simmons to sit down. They would just talk about how they invented everything. <laughs> and Chris Jericho. Don't forget Chris Jericho. <laughs> Jericho invented Canada. Yeah, but see, he, they were they were here before Jericho. Right, so they invented Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> Jericho can just claim he could, Jericho just claims that he invented everything. Well, he did invent the armbar, at least. <laughs> I read this article the other day, and it was like uh, nine facts you didn't know about WrestleMania three, uh, about the Hogan Andre main event, and you know it's a pretty straightforward article. You know, just like you know, 
shit you may or may not have known about the the WrestleMania, you know, the finish to the match and all this other shit, the build up and Andre not wanting to do it and all, you know, all this other crap. But it's pretty straightforward article. And then at the end, it's like bonus fact: Andre the Giant weighed five thousand pounds, and Hulk Hogan slammed him through hell and earth to get it to pin him. It's just like, oh yeah, great. <laughs> the very end of the article just goes all Hogan on you. Why do these people? Get it wrong, brother. I threw him in orbit. He's still in orbit, brother. That's why anybody <laughs> hasn't heard from him in 25 years, brother. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of WrestleMania, WWE is planning an elaborate entrance for Rusev at WrestleMania 31, including having a casting agency in San Francisco find anywhere from 24 to 33 people to portray Russian soldiers. In, in Soviet Russian, elaborate entrance plan WWE. <laughs> Had to find the button. <laughs> John Cena's going to come out and take them all out before beating Rusev. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Or they're all going to like turn on Rusev at the end of the match and all be wearing John Cena t-shirts. <laughs> I like that John Cena army they had a few years ago. <laughs> I was say, it's going to be all the same guys from the John Cena army from WrestleMania 20-whatever. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the one with the, what, the, the hundred of them? The, the, when he did the Eminem one and they had like a hundred of them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Original, exactly. original music. <sighs> and I, I also remember the, the god-awful Chicago one that actually featured CM Punk. Yeah. The gang- I, didn't think the, I didn't think the Chicago one was that bad. It was better than fucking Triple H's. <laughs> hey, hey, Sasha Banks and Charlotte were in his entrance last year. Yes. So that was awesome. And, 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 and Alexa Bliss. Now you're forgetting the hardest one, dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who also wrestled this week on NXT. And yes, she did. quite nice. Yes, she apparently, was. Apparently she had a broken nose. Apparently so. so I was looking at her nose the whole time. Parker? I hope not. <laughs> Never get the smell off. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at her nose the whole time too. Um, I, I'm sure, as I'm sure you were. <laughs> I, I believe you, G. The plans for Gold and Stardust to have a match at WrestleMania have been nixed since they had a dud at WWE Fastlane. Instead, Gold Dust will be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and Stardust will be in the Intercontinental Title Ladder Match. It's not their fault that match was bad. The referee oh, fucking botched the finish. <sighs> They I was really in the... hoping they were going to use the botched finish as a means to get the next match. That's what I thought. That, that's what I thought was going to happen. Obviously, I not. thought it was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, <sighs> I don't think it was deliberate, but I think that was a good way to like, hey, you know, you didn't actually beat me at WrestleMania. Of course, the one that lost is getting the title match. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <sighs> I should put the referee in the armbar match. Yeah. How you punish people? Oh well. We are we already touched on this briefly. The real Sting's voice was used on Raw this week, but electronically altered. The idea was supposed to be inspired by the Black Scorpion, which observant fans may be boggled by because the Black Scorpion was Sting's rival in WCW, a man that was ultimately revealed to be Ric Flair in disguise. Woo! Yeah, I know, right? Come on, everybody, <laughs> get in your canoe! That's uh, actually where we got that news item from. Albeit, uh, when re-digitally altered, it sounds like Dolph Ziggler, at least according to people in the uh, LAW. Yeah, that's live audio wrestling. Yeah. They slowed it down and tweaked it out at one other uh, podcast. 
It does. It does actually kind of sound a bit like Dolph Ziggler. I, I, I will give him credit to that, but could just be a weird coincidence, though. Probably. Yeah. Uh, it's good old spaghetti hair. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler's just playing him in the match against Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to be like 80s Sting. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing hair video like... game style where they've got five different versions. Yeah. <laughs> or or like WCW Halloween Havoc style because it's been done before. <laughs> there was one where a bunch of like like Barry Windham played Sting. <laughs> I think I've heard of that where he was a fat Sting. He's this big giant tall fat Sting like <laughs> and the referee had no clue. And then there was like the one where he was feuding with Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett kept came, coming out as different Stings every week. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Jeff Jarrett MMA enthusiast. Nothing can top that. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking hilarious shit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, boy oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh so anyway. Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar, speaking of MMA. <laughs> And Vince McMahon still aren't able to see eye-to-eye on his new contract, which expires at midnight after WrestleMania 31. It seems to be a game at this point to see who will blink first on getting what they want and making the other side uh, capitulate. Ooh, staring contest match. That's what I want to see. Night after uh, WrestleMania on Raw. Three hours. They have arm wrestling wrestling matches. Staring contest is the next logical step. Right. Uh, three stages of who uh, of hell match. We do a staring ma- at each other match, an arm wrestling match, and a grapefruits match. <laughs> Sasha oh, man, Benny, <laughs> Sasha Banks, Adrian Neville, and Charlotte are on the short list to be called up from NXT after WrestleMania 31. By the way, I, I saw JT's t-shirt shipped. Did, did you finally get your shirt? Yeah, yeah. Mine hasn't even shipped yet. Huh. In fact, when I checked the, uh, I, I checked like Wednesday, and it still said, "This is back ordered and doing stock Monday." Like last Monday. Like okay, that was like two fucking days ago. When the hell are they getting this damn shirt in? <laughs> well, I had, I, I got, I didn't get current people stuff. I got. Um, oh, okay. I got a Macho Man shirt and a Stone Cold shirt. Yeah, I got the I bought the uh, Sami Zayn and the Zaniacs shirt. Okay. So, which I'm just curious as to if they changed the back order date or not. <laughs> well, I, I was funny. It was funny because they, they 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 um sent me the email saying it was sent Monday, so I figured it's gonna take a full week for it to get here. So I I got it like Friday night. Friday or something. Uh, they changed the in-stock date for the uh, Sami Zayn shirt I'm supposed to be getting, and it's it's now tomorrow <laughs> as opposed to last Monday. Oh, well. Whatever. I was hoping they were gonna, because, you know, we had problems, we'd give you the... I was hoping, because I, I got... I was gonna... was gonna happen that happened with my world title belt that, um... That because they took so long to send it, they were gonna, like, Send it to me quickly, and I was gonna get at new get it. I got I was, so what happened when I got my world title belt? I got the email at seven thirty in the morning, and my my belt was delivered at noon, the same day. 
I was hoping that was going to happen, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <sighs> Stop me if you've heard this one before, but WWE, and you have back in 2013, WWE is reportedly interested in signing, for some ungodly reason, Jay and Mark Briscoe. The reason interested, the reason interest died the last time was because of Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe's controversial comments about gay marriage on social media that May, for which he later apologized, and donated two paydays to an anti-hate group. Do it, do it, then bury him. Put him in a stupid gimmick. Make him like the Headbangers 2.0 and give it and bury him. Come on, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Nah, they'd, they'd be better off being uh, Bushwhackers 2000. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that would be the gimmick for them. I fucking... I don't get it, man. I just don't get the fucking Briscoes. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna come out and they're going to fucking hang with Wiz Khalifa because we them boys. Right? What the well, fuck? I was doing the one that actually talks. I was trying to imitate the one that actually talks. Okay. The, one, the other one just sits there, sits there like a crackhead with his mouth open. Oh. Listen, I, I, I told you guys once about my buddy that wound up on Trash Bag Wrestlers, right? The, the backyard guy who had mm-hmm. the little fucking paper, you know, little fucking paper t- title with the Chinese food plate as the fucking main plate, <laughs> right? Like, like, I told you about this guy, right? I fucking hate the Briscoes because they remind me of him. I don't hate him. I like him. He's a good dude. But I fucking hate the Briscoes because they remind me of him. And this dude's like the fucking biggest yard tard you could fucking find, right? <laughs> you know. I just, I just never understand. I just don't. I just never understand how, how they were supposed to be so great. I, I just, I, I think they're overrated. That's yeah, what I want. To I, say. I, I'm, just... I'm with you on that. I just don't fucking get it. That's, a, but you know, hey, people like him. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> well, people like the Ascension too, or someone did. Yeah, right. Yeah, what the, the? There's this big tag team thing on Raw, and the Ascension are nowhere to be found. I'm like, oh, good. That experiment failed. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Totally shocking. So, Victoria uh, used to own the Squared Circle restaurant in Chicago. She still does i guess i don't know what the hell the thing is but um or she's selling it and and this story this story really uh gets into it a little more uh she had somebody broke in and this story's taking an unusual turn because security footage tmz had of the armed assailant wound up infuriating victoria because it showed a bartender that had an affair with her husband is still working there even though she thought the woman had been fired uh, and she explains in her own words, be sure to thank Liz on your way out of the squared circle. She's the reason I moved to California and why we are selling the restaurant. Yay! In fact, I, I have uh, I, I caught some of these tweets the other night, and I retweeted them, so uh, just bear with me a second while I pull up my Twitter and find them, because they're worth reading, at least in my opinion. So just bear with me it one better second. better be, man. My expectations are huge now, man. <laughs> uh, where the fuck are they? There Let's we go. Let's all go to the Twitter. <laughs> dun, 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 oh, dun, if you're dun. looking for Victoria's Twitter, we have a link to it in the dark. Oh, that, that would have made more sense, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, she says, I will take a back seat from the squared circle for a while. Didn't know the bartender that was having a fling with my husband still works for me. Hey, gang, don't feel obligated to tip the waitress tonight. Thank you for your support. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want her to get tipped either if if I was in her shoes. <laughs> yeah, maybe those weren't worth taking all that. Yeah, time. and someone 
actually tweeted her a picture of them leaving the. T- I think that's about ten cents tip. Oh, <laughs> she <geez>. retweeted it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Update on Rey Mysterio using his name. He's using Rey Mysterio Jr. and Rey Mysterio with M-I-S-T-E-R-I-O in some of his appearances in what may be an attempt to avoid it, but Mysterio apparently stopped cashing WWE's checks over a year ago as a legal tactic to avoid supplementing the position they own his gimmick and were paying him to portray it. Both Ray and Alberto El Patron have deals with Lucha Underground, which will lock them in as regulars if the promotion takes off to a larger degree. Yeah, Ray's also going to be on the uh, AAA Ray de Ray's pay-per-view tonight. He's with uh, Mr. C's Pentagon Jr. and Pero Aguayo Jr. Where are the opponents? Might be worth looking, trying to find that match Could on uh, WatchWrestling.ch. I'm pretty sure the pay-per-view's not on your cable channel package, unless you're lucky. Right. But uh, I, I want to check that out. I got uh, Botch, Mr. Botchamania there. His tag partner. So I guess uh, next week we'll be talking about Ray getting injured or something. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash: He's already been injured. Well, <laughs> Ray Mysterio. Ray might have been, not have been injured, but El Patron, his quad tear in Mexico was serious enough that his match against Matt Hardy for Northeast Wrestling on Friday was ta- changed to a tag match, and El Patron teamed with Hardy against the Young Bucks. The company shot an angle where the Bucks attacked Alberto until Hardy made the save. Uh, Alberto spent minimal time in the ring and had his leg wrapped on the apron. He's expected to take some time off to heal up, but so far it's not being reported he'll have surgery to repair it. Well, that's good news. I would really suck if he got put on the shelf at this point in his career. Certainly. Right now, he's... He's got so many belts. And he's the biggest free agent in wrestling. Pretty much. Well... Essentially. Him and Mysterio. It, unless, unless, of course, the, like the last story you talked about does take off. Because it's you said right there, they'll lock them in as regulars. True, true. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's got to make the cash when hopefully, you know, and if, if, if that promotion does take off, I'm sure he'd be quite happy not to be working with a bunch of fucking racists. He's got to buy himself some trunks that don't say ADR on the back of them anymore. <laughs> was watching Probably his, a good idea. I was watching his ROH debut, and it's like, it says ADR on his tights. <laughs> what the fuck, man? My just, new tights! Just paint over the, the R so it says P. Like the Dudleys did when they were Team 3D wearing the old Dudleys gear in that TLC match on TNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sex Ferguson kept his TNA handle on Twitter. <laughs> He's basically because he doesn't want to start a new one because it won't get verified. Yeah, that that's why uh, that's why uh, Michael Hutter EC3 was Derek Bateman WWE for a while, or Der- at Derek WWE for quite a while after he left, or after he was released anyway. <clears throat> kind of hard to blame the guys too because I mean all the fake story accounts anyway. Right. The, uh, speaking of TNA, the March 6th episode of Impact ended a three-week rating slide since lockdown uh, a month ago. The original airing of the show drew 400, uh, 421,000 viewers, while the replay on the West Coast did 162,000, bringing Impact's total viewers uh, for the week to 583,000 viewers. That's still not a lot of viewers. <laughs> 
Uh, TNA is letting their wrestlers appear on indie DVDs and live iPay-per-view events without restrictions due to the fact that there are fewer taping dates and no house shows, so there's not enough income for most of them to to sustain themselves from just working TNA alone. Really smart, really smart for the company to do that because that was one of the biggest gripes. And it's kind of funny because right after this story came out, the list began. Yes. Matt Hardy has renewed his contract with TNA. Oh, there's a lot more than I knew. Angelina Love has renewed her contract with TNA. Tyrus, formerly known as Brodus Clay, has renewed his TNA contract. Rockstar Spud, Bobby Roode, Tigre Uno, Terrence Terrell, MVP. They've all renewed their TNA contracts. Now that we're allowed to work these other dates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Homicide, uh, by the way, has moved to the alumni section of TNA's website. He's out of action indefinitely due to a torn ro- rotator cuff and the subsequent surgery. And the next I new story might actually... Next uh, uh, story, I might actually start watching TNA again if he comes back. It, this is one of your favorites. Ours, yours, and mine. Yes, the Pope. The Black Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, or Elijah Burke... Uh, hence, he might return to TNA. That's right, folks. I, I know that's one of your favorites, G. I know that's like when you were doing the Impact Wrestling uh, reviews. Those <laughs> as early as May as well. Oh, please be true. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, though, he doesn't uh, well, put anybody through a fucking table with a roasted pig on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> We talked briefly about this earlier. EC3 did an AMA on Reddit this week. Funny story coming out of it was he admitted that he and Daniel Bryan rigged the Know Your Pro Pro segment from the old days of NXT. In case you don't remember, it was a segment where the competitors had to guess how their pro would answer a question. Ethan correctly guessed Bryan thought Tulsa, Oklahoma when he saw him, uh, that he should become the next Steve Blackman if he left sports entertainment, and that he needs to improve on his two favorite things, Chicks in America. He also said he got in trouble for this, but didn't elaborate. Yeah, I just thought that was a pretty fun story to throw in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, he says the problem in WWE creative wasn't creative. It was the people above their level. A lot gets heaped on the creative team when it just isn't. When it isn't just. The real creative starts at the very top, and who slash what they get or don't get. Majority creative is hip and cool and try to think outside the box, so don't pass them all the blame. Yeah, it's basically saying Vince. Yep. Yeah, old man Vince. Yep. The senile era. All right, let me find the story about The Rock real quick. Because I I mentioned it, and so now I kind of have to read it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you you learned about Terrible Ted there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, fun fact of the week. From the 50s until the 70s, there was an actual wrestling bear that wrestled mostly in Canada. His <laughs> name was Terrible Ted, and he even did time in jail after his owner was arrested, and he was kept as collateral. And he lived in Stu Hart's home for a while, where he would lick ice cream off the feet of a young Bret Hart. And his finisher was, of course, the bear hug. Yeah, it's, I, I, can't, I don't remember how long ago, but at one point I ended up going down the, uh, the YouTube watching his matches. I hope that's on the network because he wrestled for the Stampede. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, here we go. There's uh, WWC 1985, Carlos Colon versus Terrible Ted, and then there's Mike Pugsley Fox. Um, 1992 wrestling Ted, 
Yeah, there's there's still some matches on the line if you want to uh, if you want to watch that bear wrestle. The uh, the story about the Rock that was going around I, I can't find the original, uh, but there was a rumor going around that he had uh, been renting an apartment while his house was being built, and that he completely trashed the 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 apartment for like eighty thousand dollars worth of damage. Uh, I think I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, apparently uh, it, it's been revealed that this was a uh, a false story. I, I didn't I didn't hear this until just now that it was a false story, and The Rock took to Twitter and said that it was silly and not true. <clears throat> so there you go. That's what I get for for you know relying on my uh, sources here. <laughs> That's why I just generally stick with angry marks. Yeah. yeah. Stevie, Stevie has a pretty good bullshit detector. And that's why I didn't hear about that story. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. You got pruned, dude. I, I, I'd be remiss because we didn't actually like say this at the start of the news if we didn't thank angry marks, cheap heat, daily wrestling news, and, uh, you know... Our boys at Booker T's, we're trying to get them some support, man. They got to make that Brack Lesnar T-shirt eventually. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, oh, Reddit, Reddit uh, line of the day is this question: How does Undertaker make a living these days if he only wrestles once a year now? <laughs> really? Yep. Well, somebody is really smart. Unposted that. Uh, 22 comment responses. I'd imagine top vote. I'd imagine he has a shit ton of money just saved up. <laughs> yeah, never mind uh, how much they actually pay him to fucking work one day a year. Yeah. That was a great bot spot this week as well, where he sat at home making the lightning happen from his chair. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love that he sat at home. <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Uh, he also is a real estate. Uh, got in real estate. Got a business partner there. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of projects outside of wrestling. He's very comfortable. Oh yeah. Yeah. If he wasn't, he'd be doing indies. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> or he'd be working uh, more dates for the E. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Apparently, he can only make media because of his hectic UPS schedule. Mm. <laughs> and he works at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! He he took over the family family funeral parlor. Anybody else with anything to add here? Well, there is one last note as well at the bottom. I didn't see it. Lesnar vs. Reigns is only the fifth WWE Championship match on a pay per view since WrestleMania 21 to not feature Cena, Orton, Triple H, or Punk. Wow. And the other four were RVD versus Edge at Vengeance in 2006. And then the Royal Rumble in 2009, where we had Jeff Hardy versus Edge. Elimination Chamber in 2011 with Miz versus Lawler. Yeah. And Extreme Rules 2014. Deep Rye versus Kane Okay. So there's, there's your trivia note of the year. <laughs> of the year? Yes. <laughs> no more fucking yeah. trivia notes for you this year. That's right. None! Yes. Only got one. Yeah. None. No more. That's it. Just Fit. one. Quota filled. Filled. Done. Over. 
Oh, what the fuck, man. <laughs> Work laser. Yeah, oh, it's okay. up here. It's, it's just like Taker, man. It's how I make my living. Anything else? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. There is one more thing. There is one more story uh, that we we uh, would be remiss to not uh, not discuss. Just uh, bear with me while I get there. Just be one second here. I'll bear with you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll wrestling bear with me, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, come on, computer. You want to work. Canadian stories I've ever heard. <laughs> A literal wrestling bear. Yeah, that's that's definitely a Canadian story. <laughs> Former WWE trainer Bill DeMott, who left the company amid allegations of harsh and insensitive coaching methods, insists he's a new man after sensitivity training and will return under the, mon- under the moniker Humanitarian. <laughs> DeMott has been reinstated as head trainer of the WWE Performance Center, where he insists he will employ a holistic, meditative, and inclusive regimen that empowers up-and-coming talent to embrace and nurture their inner superstars. <laughs> Gone are the days, Demont insists, of verbally berating opponents while they perform dozens of ba- flat-back bumps to the point of vomitous exhaustion. <laughs> um, Demont, who once portrayed the character of Hugh Morris, insists that his new persona of humanitarian will encourage wrestlers to seek peaceful conflict resolution through dialogue rather than potty slams and verbal abuse. <laughs> Violence is never the answer, he told a class of NXT stars this morning. The only way to truly get over in this world is through kindness and understanding. While many WWE trainees say they prefer this gentler incarnation of Demont, some wonder how long it'll be before he <laughs> before he transforms back into a huge asshole. <laughs> is it bad I want that to be a new star? Huge someone asshole? Who insists on, no, someone who insists on not fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by, by, by the way, I, I know we always end on a happy note. I'm going to end on some sad news today. Shock and grief have gripped the world of professional wrestling today after the sport's most venerated museum, the WWE Hall of Fame, burnt to the ground in an overnight fire. Oh, that sucks. Though no one was injured in the blaze, hundreds of priceless and irreplaceable artifacts were destroyed, including Bob Orton's cast, the coconut once smashed over Jimmy Snuka's head, the last remaining vials of Rick Martel's arrogance perfume, <laughs> and the taxidermied remains of Matilda the Bulldog. Oh, God. WWE is expected to cancel its upcoming Hall of Fame induction ceremony at which company chairman Vince McMahon would have officially unveiled the hall's new Bushwhackers Memorial Botanical Garden and the interactive Stinkface exhibit. <laughs> Stanford Fire Marshal Curtis Thompson told reporters that the Inferno is believed to have been started in the Akeem section of the Black History Wing, <laughs> then spread rapidly through the flammable materials in the Brutus Beefcake Wardrobe exhibit and the Bret Hart Hair Grease Collection. Investigators have not yet concluded whether the blaze was accidental or arson, though several witnesses reported seeing a suspicious-looking man leaving the scene shortly before alarms rang. The man was tall, muscular, and bald, said one witness, and strangely, he was wearing formal business slacks, but no shirt. <laughs> Kayfabe well, news. Awesome about that is that there's no Alundra Blaze reference. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Kayfabe news, you magnificent bastards. There's another uh, pretty entertaining web's place out there that I discovered recently that you guys should check out sometime. Uh, we all know about Squared Circle on Reddit. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of people that don't really enjoy the way the moderators work over there, and they decided to form another Reddit, which is called Squared Circle Jerk. And some nice little headlines to maybe entice you to check it out on occasion. Does anyone else think Roman Reigns should be beheaded by ISIS? 
Does anybody else think that Linda McMahon should leave Vince because he's sleeping with Roman Reigns? <laughs> Does anyone else think that Squared Circle should be removed from Reddit because it's not related to wrestling? <laughs> Today I learned the only reason Roman Reigns is getting a big push is because Alex Riley is black. <laughs> Sources say Roman Reigns plays Call of Duty and is douchey woman disrespecting meathead. And there's one other one I like here. Did anyone else literally get cancer when John Moxley and Nikki called Brian Danielson a turd? I literally have <laughs> cancer because of this. <laughs> oh, t I figured out that Roman Reigns is a reptilian shapeshifter sent to destroy Daniel Bryan. Oh, I saw that one, but I didn't read it. I wish I had, though. It's just the titles. Like, you don't even have to read the rest. Like, they're, they're <laughs> some of this shit is just hilarious. <laughs> all, all caps Roman Reigns defends kids at WWE you all know what to do <laughs> I gotta see what this one's all about <laughs> oh, I saw that, that was an interview he did where he did defend kids fuck Reigns, fuck Vince fuck kids <laughs> ruining wrestling <laughs> okay <laughs> that guy's bad breaking news, Roman Reigns passes away <laughs> so much anger Oh, does anyone else think blue pants for world heavyweight champion slash tag team champion beer drinking champion? <laughs> yes, all of my yes. <laughs> yep, yep. So that's uh, the subreddit is called Squared Circle Jerk. <laughs> Everybody hop on and, you know, cock talk every Sunday. Makes sense. Right, right. I, I'm Thank now you. just getting up. I thought that was a circle jerk, as in, like, well, a circle jerk, but no, it's. Squared circle. Jerk. Yeah, a little both. Yeah. Squared <laughs> circle, jerk. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome in so many levels. Yes. That's that's actually something that I, I have the same gripe. I'm I'm not as adamant as some of these people are quite angry um on Reddit, but they do have a tendency to delete some pretty awesome content. Every once in a while I'll find something that I think you know, I'll put it in our news and we all end up laughing our fucking asses off and it gets deleted by them in like two minutes. It's just like Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> have a sense of humor. But it's like they have this thing they call them no uh no effort or little effort post. They they will delete those and that like countless times people have asked them to explain what that actually is and none of them can ever give an answer. I think it's just their way out if they don't agree with someone. Like, oh, that's got to be deleted. And I also saw, of course, the amazing Roman Reigns discussion thread bingo. His next John Cena, wet hair, even The Rock couldn't get him over, believe that, fire Kevin Dunn, cancel the network, who are, Vince is out of touch, Shield reunion, just watching Mania for the ladder match, Batista, I only, watch, I only keep the network for NXT, Five moves, just like WCW. Kevin Nash 2.0, just Reigns face. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was better. CM Punk, WrestleMania play button. Seth Rollins cashing. New Paul Heyman guy. Match will last over over two minutes. Watch TNA instead. Better when his promos aren't written. So yeah, that is the Roman Reigns discussion bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Top 1,004 moves of Chris Irvine, i.e. Chris Jericho. 1,005 <laughs> moves more than Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good, this is a good little uh, time waster. 
uh, get a chuckle. I like this website a lot. Or I guess I should just say subreddit. The Angers. <laughs> Anybody else want to add anything? I think I'm good. I don't know. JT? I'm good. Mark? Yeah, I'm good. In that case, what's that play button? For at random redhead, at G of the internet, at Mark underscore noise, and at punish78, who shows up when he feels like it, and Maven fan BWF. We are at board wrestling, fan, that's board wrestling fan without fouls, facebook.com slash board wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, listen to the podcast every week iTunes, Stitcher, CheapHeat.com, Blueberry.com, BoardWrestlingFan.com. Those are your places you can get it and listen to it. Stream it. Yay! Or listen to it live Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern on BoardWrestlingFan.com. We'll see you next week. I'm making my own butter right now. (laughs) 